Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on January 24th, 2020. The Super Bowl is set. We have two red teams. We got the 49ers and the Chiefs. Can't say uh, I didn't see that coming. It's the Blood Bowl. It's going to be violent. <laughs> That's obviously what we're leading off with today. We're going to do pick our uh, pick the spread, pick the over and under, talk about last week, how we did last week in our picks. Then we're going to talk about some baseball. The Hall of Fame. The two new inductees have been announced, Tyler. Who are they? Should we keep it a secret? I mean, if they don't know by now, they're going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait. We're going to talk about who made it, who didn't make it, and uh, maybe someone's getting a little over- got so overrated he's now underrated, and we're just in a circle of being overrated and underrated. It's going to be a fun discussion to have. I like it. And then also, um, NBA All-Stars. We don't talk about NBA a lot, but the NBA starting All-Star team has been announced, and I don't know how much you know about these guys, Ty, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to get through it together. You know, I know plenty of Jay. I've seen all there is to see on him. Zion Williamson, Zion baby. Williamson. Made his NBA debut yesterday, which was Wednesday, two days ago, the time you're listening to this. If you're listening on Friday like a proactive listener. Talk about his uh, his NBA debut and uh, how our Pelicans are back, baby. Oh, yeah. Let's get into the show. 20, 10, 5, touchdown. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. I don't feel so good. <laughs> All right, Tyler, we have an exciting Super Bowl, a a refreshing Super Bowl, because the New England Patriots aren't in it, and we knew that for like three weeks now. It's just just good to say it, though. But the conference championships, 
had two good games. Actually, kind of just one good game if we're really looking at it. Um, <laughs> but we got the 49ers and Chiefs, man. I, The Chiefs, they're my team all year. I've been saying I should bet on them to win the AFC. Just because you've been wanting to bet on them does not mean they are your team all year. They were my prediction to win the AFC. That's fair. Which we both did predict them to win the AFC in our brackets. Nailed it. Fucked up the NFC. The 49ers, uh, I thought they were pretenders all year, even though they had the best record. And it wasn't even like they were – I thought they were full pretenders. I thought they'd make it to the conference championship. That's what I picked them to go to. I just didn't think they could beat the Saints twice and two times in a year, and the Saints lost they to the Vikings. They didn't beat us twice. So, you That's guys laid an egg, just ruined everything. Yeah. So, it really could be Chiefs-Saints. I, I think you guys handle the Packers, and then who knows what happened Saints-49ers round two. Definitely would have been a more entertaining game than uh, Green Bay-San Francisco. You know, Jay, let's not live in the past, though, because it just makes me sad. We could talk about the NFC Championship, though. Your game you could have been in. NFC Championship. The Packers just, they weren't really in it. Um, late in the game, they actually were threatening to get a backdoor cover, which is what I <laughs> predicted would happen. I was rooting <laughs> for that. They were down 14 with the ball, I think, at one point. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to get this backdoor cover. I'm going to laugh in Tyler's face. That's exactly what I said would happen because I said the 49ers would win, but I thought the Packers would backdoor cover. They didn't. Uh, Aaron Rodgers just threw like a bomb Hail Mary. Well, it wasn't really Hail Mary, but interception and pretty much ended it. I just know I said oh, 49ers are going to win easily, and I bet the over because I said the 49ers are going to score at least 40 points, and they damn near did. Yeah, Packers with 20. Um, Aaron Rodgers is like didn't have – I mean, well, he actually did have a bad game. He had two interceptions. I think he had two fumbles. One of them he lost. Um, I don't know who you blame. Because he had a good team around him. Um, he didn't have a great team around him. They had a good defense. And Aaron Jones is a great running back. And I know you say he doesn't have weapons, but he has pretty decent weapons. Devontae Adams is like a top 10 receiver. And Jimmy Graham is all right. He's Sometimes that's all you really need. Yeah, but it, he needed more. I mean, the Niners, who does Garoppolo have? I mean, shit, they have freaking, they had Mostert running the ball all game. And, yeah, so one good tight end. And then, and then a they group picked up of good Amanda running Sanders. backs. Yeah, but they're all just good free agent pickups. Team-led in rushing. Yeah, Raheem Mostert, uh, 220 yards with four touchdowns. Talk about a performance. It's the best ever. Passed uh, Colin Kaepernick for the most rushing yards or something like that. <coughs> Seriously? In a, in, a, in a playoff game, yeah, an NFC championship game, or just a playoff game in general for the 49ers, that is. I know it was like the first time it was like over however many yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, he just passed Kaepernick for like the total. Which, I mean, that's all there really is to say about that game, but... Dominant running performance by the 49ers? Yeah. Derrick Henry got shut the fuck down. That he did, Ty. That he did. He, um... Did 19, he 1969. One touchdown. Problem in that game was... I mean, I didn't catch all of it, admittedly. But, you know, Tennessee had the lead. They went on a really long drive. It was like a nine-minute drive. Scored the touchdown. Passed it to a lineman. Everyone loves to see that. Great play call. I was just amazed by the play call i thought it was just genius play calling i don't know if you saw the play i didn't goal line situation i want to say it was first or second down it wasn't fourth down and you know they line up like they're going to run the ball they had uh derrick henry and then they had their wide receiver behind derrick henry like in the backfield eye formation motion the wide receiver out to the left so the guy who was kind of playing like the just in case they play action manned up the wide receiver wide receiver ran a fade route they ran like a play action pass. The guy at the end of the line who was eligible, you know, because he's technically a tight end, blocked for a second, then rolled in the end zone. 
by motioning the guy out, they got the one guy to get one-on-one way out there. So, like, the middle left of the field was wide open. He was just wide open. And he just, Tannehill just dumped it off to him. That's elite coaching right there. And then after that, the Chiefs responded with the touchdown in, like, 90 seconds, <laughs> which just has to be demoralizing for the Titans. How much work you have to put in to get a touchdown, and the Chiefs just do Chiefs things. you got to have a good run uh, pass defense if you want to have any chance against the Chiefs, which luckily the 49ers do. Yeah, they do. Um, but with the Titans, I mean, I don't even think, like, I just think it was one of those games where, like, the Chiefs just got them in a hole, and the Titans were forced to do things that they normally wouldn't do. They the Chiefs forced them to play the Chiefs game, not the Titans game. And that's what happened. You know, I don't, you know, it wasn't like, yeah, Derrick Henry didn't do great, but 3.6 average, it's still not bad. It's not like he had a bad game. He just, yeah. And I think if they have the lead, uh, Derrick Henry has a better game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think he, he plays fine because, I mean, he still had 70 yards on, you know, 19 carries. It's fine. It's not a fucking 185-yard dominant performance like we've seen. Well, but yeah. I think if they can hand the ball off to him and play more clock management, they win this game easily. Well, yeah. What they need is a, uh, as much as I've been touting them, I think they need a better quarterback. <laughs> as much as I've been touting Ryan Tannehill. Pick, pick a side. Um, no, I love Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> he's great. But the thing with Ryan Tannehill is he's never going to beat, he's never going to beat you. And they don't have a good enough defense to do like a Ryan Tannehill game management, run the ball kind of deal. And at this, you know, Ryan Tannehill had to beat the Chiefs in this one. And he was good. Don't get me wrong. He didn't have a bad game. He didn't turn the ball over. He was good enough to keep the Titans in it. But he just, you know, they either need to get a true difference maker at the quarterback position, which isn't going to happen. You don't just find that unless, like, Drew Brees wants to go to Tennessee for some reason, which obviously isn't going to happen. I appreciate you Um, using Drew Brees in that example. Or they bolster the defense, which they can do. I think they have good draft picks and whatnot. So I think Titans will be fun the next year. Yeah, they should be. Um, but the Chiefs and the 49ers tie. So, one of the narratives going into this game that I, I don't understand. Why is everyone shitting on Jimmy Garoppolo? Sorry, I took a drink of water. Um, I don't know. Everyone's <laughs> saying Jimmy Garoppolo like can't win you a football game. And that narrative's out there. Jason, you want to know something fun? Sure. I think the 49ers are the first team... In NFL history, I could be wrong on this, but I think so. To have like four 10 plus lost seasons in a row and then make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, that they are. They've been garbage without Jimmy Garoppolo. But- and you can't sit here and say he's he's just a product of his environment of being on a good team. When literally, when he comes back and is fucking slotted in as your quarterback, your team goes from being 4 and 12 to being in the Super Bowl? Yeah. But like you said, they have the running game around him. I think the it's just I think Garoppolo is a good quarterback. I think he's probably top I don't know thirteen maybe top twelve. Um, I'd have to I'd have to list him out to really do that. Um, but I think the the concern is he can be a little turnover prone, especially in his last few games. I know he threw like a costly interception against Minnesota. It was like right before half or something. And then if you look at the playoff or even week seventeen against Seattle, he didn't really do much. 22 attempts like that's not a lot he actually hasn't been playing good at all since week 15 against atlanta his last good game was against you guys so i just think it's one of those things i think maybe he's a little raw still i mean he's still young he still only started 42 games in his career yeah Um, he's still young uh i think he had eight pass attempts yeah he went six for eight (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, so they didn't need him, which is fine, but that doesn't mean when you do need him, he can't perform. No, yeah, I think he can. I just think it's a, one of those things where they're kind of scared to use him, so yeah. they're going to do the other things first. So 2015, 5 and 11, 2016, 2 and 14, then they went 6 and 10, 4 and 12, and then go 13 and 3 and go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo in 2017, I could be wrong, but I want to say he had like 5 of those wins. Yeah, he went 5 and 0 as a starter. Yeah. You win six games. He's uh, his career as a starter, Tyler, twenty-one and five. That's what I'm saying. The guy gets in there. He may not put up the elite numbers. He may not look like a fucking dominant, game-changing quarterback. Clearly, whatever the fuck he does in the system they run with him in it, it works. Yeah, and I think. Well, I just think it's one of those things where I think the Jimmy G, not trusting him, that narrative is overhyped. I think just in this game. The 49ers knew they could run the ball down the Packers' throat, so that's what they did. It's just like, yeah, we know Jimmy G could do this, but like we don't need him to, so why just for- why force it? And yeah. that's what a good coach does. Like, yeah, we have this good quarterback, but if we don't need it, then again, why force it? They got out to a fucking 27-0 lead at half. Yeah. <laughs> why would they pass the ball if they're going to rush for what was it? Well, Moster had 220 yards. 220, then the next guy had 43, then the next guy had 21. So you're telling me, you know, damn near 300 rushing yards on the game? Yeah. Pretty impressive. Just keep fucking running it. He doesn't need to pass it. I'm doing a little bit of a play index thing so far. Or not so far, but I'm doing a little bit of a play index thing right now. I'm trying to see where his record through his first 26 games is historically. I don't know if they can do wins or not, but quarterback hits, that's definitely not it. Because, I mean, the only time the 49ers have been good in the past five years... This is when Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Anyone else is back there, and they're fucking garbage. Yeah. And it's not like they did this complete revamp and got a whole new team. Yeah, they've added good pieces. Kittle's really shined the past couple of years, and they got Joey Bosa, or um, Nick, Nick Bosa. Bosa. Yeah. And, you know, they brought in Richard Sherman, so their defense is a lot better than it was. Yeah. But it's not like they completely changed their team, and all of a sudden they're dominant performance, like, you know, dominant team putting on these crazy performances. Jimmy G. I don't really know how to work the play index thing. Um. <laughs> well, we got more bets we're making next week. Yes. Oh, yes, we are next week. So we got another week. Figure that out in the meantime. What year is Jimmy G in? <laughs> well, he, back, he was a backup in New England for however long. It's like his sixth year, fifth year? I don't know. I'm going to figure this out. We're figuring this out live. Jimmy okay. G. I was going to say bring it back next week. but No, we're going to get this right now, Tyler. He is in his um, one. No. Um, oh, my God. What year did he get drafted? 2014 to 2019. He's six years. Okay. Thanks. Well, I was right. I put six years. All right. Me, uh, I almost called you Miko. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um. Do Okay. All right, let's uh, do this. Never mind, I can't figure this out. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I had it figured out, but I don't. I don't. The issue with him too is he's been injured, so it's not like he has. You go up, you know, record for the first three seasons as a starter or whatever. It's all fucked up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Game started greater than or equal to twenty six. Is that how many games I said he started? Twenty six. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, what do you think about this game, Ty? We got to do our betting 
are betting um, odds on this game right now at the time recording this, and it very well can move. Chiefs are point point one one point favorites in this game. Yeah, so we'll do spread to stay consistent, but it's basically pick them. Pretty much. Can't win by half a point. You can't. You can win by one and push. That's pretty much the only thing that could happen here. I don't know who I think is going to win this. I have a. I have a. Um, I have a very strong. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to go with the 49ers. Oh, 49ers plus one. I think you think they've been pretenders all year. <laughs> I think the 49ers have a good defense, and I think Richard Sherman uh, can lock up his side of the field potentially. And I think the 49ers have a good run game, and I don't know how good the Chiefs' defense is. Uh, they're pretty decent if what's-his-name plays. It's like a big deal if one of their people are injured. I can't remember his name, though. I'm going to take the Niners. I was just hyping Jimmy G up. He's going to prove me right down there in Miami. So you got Niners plus one? Also, they're trying to get the NFL to allow them to wear their all-white unis. Yeah, I saw which that. Which look fucking clean. <laughs> um... I got Chiefs by minus one. I got Chiefs by like minus 13 and a half. <laughs> you think it's I, a blowout? I think the Chiefs are going to blow the Niners out in this game. I think the Chiefs are just Patrick Mahomes. People forgot about him. You know, Lamar Jackson had, you know, six good weeks. Well, he actually had a very good season, but he had like six insane weeks. People forgot about Patrick Mahomes. So many weapons. We've seen with the Titans now. They can stop the run. If they could stop Derrick Henry... They can limit Derrick Henry, then they can limit Raheem Moster. I'm sorry, Moster had one good game. Like he's a journeyman. Let's, but that's it's now. not like it's the one good running back. Oh, they've had a group of running backs, but they can stop it. Chiefs will stop it. And I think they had a good game against Derrick Henry when the Titans were forced to not use Derrick Henry. They're going to be forced to use Jimmy G in this game, and Jimmy G only has eight passes in the NFC Championship. A little rusty. <laughs> I, I genuinely rest think, versus rest. <laughs> I genuinely think this is going to be. Seahawks, Broncos level of blowout from like five, six years ago where the Chiefs get out to an early lead and it just snowballs. And by the third quarter, we're not even watching it anymore because it's like, all right, Chiefs are up by 30. But Jason, I, I just, that's what I feel. George Kittle. George number, Kittle is a beast. Number one PFF ranked player in all of the NFL. George Kittle is a beast, but Travis Kelsey is number two. And he's right fucking there. They're both good. You also got a, a man this, by the name of uh, Tyreek Hill. Sammy Watkins, Speedster. Everyone on that offense is just fast. Tyron Matthew on defense is a game changer. I hope I'm wrong because these are like the two fastest teams in the league, at least by my Jason Reed eye test. And I don't think the Chiefs are probably going to blow them out by that much, but I do think it is a two-possession win for the Chiefs. Not by 30. That was me being exaggerating. But I do think it's at least 10 points. Double-digit win. All right, Jay. We'll we'll have to wait and see, but you're saying it's going to be a blowout. Does that mean you're taking the over? Uh, what's, what is the over? 54 and a half. 54 and a half. It's going to be 35. Mm, mm, mm. I opened at 51 and a half. They have added three to it recently. Let's see. They're going to get Patrick Mahomes is going to get four touchdowns and a field goal. It's going to be 31. But they're going to miss one of the extra points just because it's going to happen. So it's going to be 32. Maybe it'll be a nine-point victory. 30-21, to 21, what does that give me? The under? That gives you the under. 30-21 to 21, where the 49ers score a touchdown late in the game to make it look closer than it really was. 
Under. So you're taking the under? Yes. Okay, I was going to take the under too. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, last year was a snooze fest in the Super Bowl. God, I hope that doesn't happen again. I think this year is also going to be a snooze fest in the Super Bowl. I no, think. You do. I think the 49ers are going to uh, – exact same thing that happened with the Titans and Chiefs. I think 49ers are going to run the ball and go down the field and score in like 10 minutes. And then I think okay. the Chiefs are just going to throw a touchdown in 90 <laughs> seconds. And then it's going to go right back to San Francisco, and they're just going to waste clock the entire game. <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes is going to have a have a sophomore slump level interception in the Super Bowl. Okay. Second year as a starter, people forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got the 49ers winning. I got the Chiefs winning. We both got the under. I I don't know. I don't. I, I just I really like the Chiefs in this game. I know. I feel like I should hate the Chiefs because I'm a Charger fan, but I really don't. They're really fun to watch. I don't really care. That's fair. I mean, when your team is just so mediocre, it's just like you don't care really. I'm sure you feel that way about the Angels. Nope. Um, What do you mean no? I don't feel that way about the Angels. I do care. No, like you don't care about your rivals. Fuck the Astros. Oh, okay. What about like the Rangers? Fuck the Rangers. Oh, All right, Ty. I hate all of them. I should Especially hate the, the athletics for those ugly ass fucking uniforms. That oh, you those are beautiful uniforms. Beautiful. I think uniforms. the Mariners are the only team that is not on my shit list, and that's because our star player has absolutely shit on their ace his entire career. Well, he is now on the um, Atlanta Braves. Yes, sir. How do you feel about that? Okay. <laughs> do you guys I, play I, the Braves? I feel this year? no way about it. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, pencil trout in for at least one more fucking home run. So we're talking about Pantones, Tyler. Can you tell me what Pantone the Red is for the Angels? There's a website that tells you. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing a Jake Marsh. Because he broke me? this down. I cannot tell you the Pantone. Uh, the Red is a PMS200C. I don't think PMS. I think it's just 200C. You could buy matching paint on this website. PMS? Like like period red? I guess so. This is blood red. So your colors are red? <laughs> Actually, I've looked at this website before. It's a uh, red, just normal ass red, okay. maroon, silver, white, and midnight blue. Mm. Like they have specific names for all the colors. Usually, yours is pretty lame. What I like about the Dodgers is the Dodgers, Dodger blue. Ooh, they actually have their Trademarked. own fucking shade of blue. Created it. It's there was a shade of blue that already existed. He said, throw a little bit more white in it. <laughs> Pantone two ninety four, which is what Pantone two ninety four, the fan group is named after. Never really clicked that together until like a week ago. I didn't know that was a thing, but but the Royals they're they're very similar. They're uh, royal blue, but I think oh. that's just a color. I don't think it's Royals <laughs> blue. I think it's just royal blue. Um, I know I throw this is a little bit of a surprise to you because we didn't talk about it beforehand. You want to talk about the Pro Bowl at all and how much we don't care about it? There's a there's eleven Saints. You know the Chargers had the most Pro Bowlers last year. Yeah. And how did that turn out for us this year? How does that make you feel about your Saints next year? We'll be fine next year. I'm actually, I'm a little worried for you because I was like looking at the cap situation and you got Breeze on a new contract. Like, we'll be, we'll be fine. It's going to be scary, bro. <laughs> we'll be fine. I don't know if they can make any additions, so they better draft well. We'll be fine. I will say, uh, with the Pro Bowl, absolutely ridiculous Demario Davis is not there. He didn't make it? First team all pro. <laughs> and he's not a fucking Pro Bowler. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Along with uh, one of our t- uh, uh, tackles, I think, too. Armstead? It might be. Uh, I said that was Armstead? I know one of them, again, they were like a fucking all-pro and then didn't make the Pro Bowl, which means we should have 13 Pro Bowlers. That's pretty miraculous, Ty. 
which means we should be good enough to play in the Super Bowl, one would think. <laughs> um, I was actually looking at the odds, and the over-under for the Pro Bowl is 51, and I was like, dude, I should fucking just bet my entire bank account on that. 51 points, they'll score that. And I was actually looking at the like historical scores in the last like five years. The Pro Bowl just has been low scoring. They just don't care. But if you look, it's weird. It, it went from like the winning team scoring 50 and 60 points to all, it just dropping. Like, I don't know if they changed the rules. So like 2012, it was 62 to 35. 2011, 59, 41, 55, 41. This is going backwards. 41, 34, and then 30, 21. You finally get a somewhat still that would have hit 51 or at least push. And then after that, 62, 35, 22, 21, 32, 28. So that still would have been under. There was one big one, 49-27. But the last three years, the winning team has scored 26 or fewer points. It's wild. I they just don't care. I just hope, as a Saints fan, we can run a play with the entire Saints team on the field. That would be interesting. Maybe. And that's that would be the only reason I'd watch the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched a Pro Bowl. I think the skill challenges are more entertaining than the Pro Bowl. Yeah, the dodgeball, the quarterback challenge, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Pro Bowlers, who's actually not a Pro Bowler this year, Philip Rivers moved to Florida. Mm. How about that? Permanently moved mm. to Florida. There is a team out there who could use a quarterback. Possible fits for Philip Rivers? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously. But I feel like going from Jameis to Philip is just kind of a downgrade. Um, as much as I shit on Jameis. Yeah, it's, just, it's definitely the not. The ceiling is higher. Um, the mistakes are the same, so I just feel like you just keep Jameis. Fits magic to Rivers. Who are we talking about? The Dolphins. They're yeah. going to draft a quarterback, though. If they have, if their plan okay, is so Phil why wouldn't Rivers, you get? Why wouldn't you draft a quarterback and get a veteran quarterback to fill in while your rookie is learning? I don't think Philip Rivers wants to play on the Dolphins. Got a lot of kids' feet. I think he'll play wherever. Well, he said, yeah, it doesn't rule out returning to the Chargers, so he could definitely just have a like a season home or whatever, you know. But teams I like, the Panthers. I've been talking about that for a long time. They're, Okay. I know. I know Cam okay. Newton. It okay. doesn't make sense, but I'm just saying it anyways, all right? Yeah. The Titans. What if Tannehill doesn't want to come back, gets a contract for someone else, because I think he's a free agent. I don't know. And they're like, we need someone. Phillip Rivers. Is he better than Mariota? Phillip Rivers? Yeah. Yeah. Mariota still isn't old. But Mariota's trash. I mean. And I think he's, he's also a free agent. Seasons. He's also, he? yeah. Because if Jameis is a free agent, unless Mariota signed a contract extension, then he should be a free agent as well. Mariota's like a top 25 quarterback in the NFL. Then why did he get benched for Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill's top 20 quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, he is a free agent. Um, Marcus Mariota. So we'll see what happens. I'm just saying Philip Rivers to the Titans. I can see that happening as well. Okay. Um, how about Philip Rivers? I don't think he'll go to the Bears. Yeah, probably not. Um, I don't know what the Bears are going to do. They're fucked. I think they're going to fucking stay with Mitchell Trubisky because they traded up for him and they don't want to look stupid. But... Uh, they were bad this year, and they gave away all their draft picks. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying. How about this? This one would be fucking saucy. Philip Rivers to the Patriots. Tom Brady leaves. Mm. That would be interesting. How would you feel if Philip Rivers won a ring with the Patriots, Jason? I'd I'd be happy. I wouldn't be mad. Me and Miko were actually having this conversation yesterday. I'm pretty close to not being a Charger fan. Oh, Jason, dude. I'm serious. Like, I don't know who I'm like, but I, the Chargers just make me mad. Like, not not the production on the field. Like, I'm never going to not be a fan of the team because they're losing. It's the ownership group and just the idiocracy in it. Like, 
I don't want to support a team that's never going to pay anyone and all they care about is how much money the team is making them. That sounds like a terrible fan. I'm a real off. fan. A real fan would buy, fucking buy tickets to the game and then hold a sign that says <laughs> sell the team. <laughs> I will. I'm not going to move teams, but it's just when... All right. I'm going through a crisis, all right? Okay. When Drew Brees eventually retires or moves on, you're going to feel the same way. You're Actually, you probably won't. I won't, but I'll be hurt. I'll be very Imagine hurt. the Saints move the team somewhere, share a stadium. What do you mean move the team? They move closer to where you live. I don't care, but <laughs> I don't care about the proximity. I just care about the reasons they did it, and the reasons they did it is because Dean Spanos is a cheap ass. Sorry I said it. Getting a fancy Not sorry. stadium. Yeah, and it'll be cheap ass tickets. I'm happy about that, but it's it's a joke. Philip Rivers left. Why would anyone want to come play for the Chargers? I don't know. Even though Tom Brady can make the case. <laughs> I'd be so mad. Oh, my God. I would not want Brady as our quarterback, Tyler. He would die behind our offensive line. He would literally die. Yes, 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 he would. It would, it would be very ugly, and it would be a sad ending to his career. Yeah. Jason, I needed you to check the outline because I just added something we completely forgot about. And you, can just, t- you can just say it. We're talking Patriots. Later. Oh. Eli Manning. Retires. Hall of Fame? Yes. Why? He has two Super Bowl rings. And he's been literally perfectly mediocre the rest of his career. That's fine. 500. But it, all time, he's still top 10 in passing yards and passing touchdowns. And won't be by the time it's his time to be voted. I don't think so. Who's going to pass him by the time he gets voted? Who knows? No one. <laughs> They're all too far away. There's no, there's no but, quarterback that's in the middle of their career that could do it. Okay, so... This is good. This is good. We're going to talk some NFL Hall of Fame as we transition in MLB Hall of Fame after this. I had another thing to talk about NFL, but so the transition might not be as seamless. That's but. fine. Whatever. <laughs> he's top in all of those stats because he's been consistent. Is okay, but, but he's been consistently average. So my thing is, if you want someone to be one of the best of all times, a Hall of Famer, do you want someone who's been average his entire career? I think longevity is part of it, though. Okay, people but, overlook that. Yes, it is. But would you rather have someone who was fucking elite for a short amount of time, but he was dominant for, you know, eight seasons? Or someone who played fucking 15 years and was, okay, yeah, that guy's good. How about this? Would I rather have Eli Manning or Aaron Rodgers? Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. I'd rather have Eli Manning. That's absurd, though. Eli Manning. (laughs) He's top 10 all time in passing yards and passing touchdowns. And he has two Super Bowls. He beat the 16-0 Patriots, and then he beat the Patriots again. I don't think he – there's levels of Hall of Famer. He barely gets it, but I think he gets it, especially at the quarterback position where that really makes a difference on, like, Super Bowls really matter. Okay, so he won 2012 Super Bowl against the Patriots. Yep. They scored 21 points. Hey, that's fine. He's still a four-time Pro Bowler. They won – the 2008 Super Bowl against the Patriots. They scored 17 points. But so they he, also went on a miraculous run that year. Yes, they did. But the narrative that, well, he won two Super Bowls, his defense won two Super Bowls. He still made the throws. He made the throw to what's-his-name and what's-his-name. <laughs> yes, he did. He the made the throw catch, to both of those what's-his-names. The helmet catch and then the Mario Manningham catch. <laughs> I'm just you can't I give him credit for Super Bowls when literally his defense held the Patriots the fucking what is it 17 and 0 Patriots at that point yeah to 14 points in the Super Bowl 
But his defense still, won him Super Bowls. He still led the drive down the field, Ty. And I think, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, I think there's levels to Hall of Famers. Don't get me wrong, but I definitely think Eli Manning's a Hall of Famer. Two like. <clears throat> he's won two Super Bowls, and w- whether you like it or not, that's more than Drew Brees. That's more than Drew Brees. It's more than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> more than Phil Rivers. <laughs> it, and I don't think he's better than any of those guys. He's not better, but he's still a Hall of Famer. Those other guys are also Hall of Famers. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. When we I talk mean, baseball. hell, he has the longest. I think Philip actually is close to passing him, but he had like the longest starting streak in NFL history. That should be rewarded. I guess. Cal Ripken. He was average. Actually, I don't know how good Cal Ripken is. <laughs> I think he was much better than average. I think Eli Manning gets in. I don't think he's like all time, but he gets in. I think you just you have to give it to him. What else you got for the NFL? Oh, I was gonna. I was talking about. Um, I'm a little worried about my boy Joe Burrow. Uh oh. Because first round picks in the NFL, like first overall quarterbacks, usually aren't that successful. I was looking at it. I mean, it's really sad when I mean, first round quarterbacks. Yes. Because you look at maybe like the UFC fights the other night, first round people on defense get put on the camera first as a overall, first, yeah. <laughs> as a first court round quarterback sitting right next to him gets ignored. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Miles Garrett and Baker Mayfield <laughs> were hanging out and they talked about Miles Garrett. Um, cut back to him later when Miles Garrett was talking to someone else. I don't know who he was. I don't remember. And they still uh, didn't mention Baker Mayfield. The best thing is Miles Garrett, an NFL quarterback, thinking they're going to pan over to Baker, Tom and then Brady. they cut to Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, first overall quarterbacks, like, okay, so Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, it's too soon to say. I'm not going to say either of them. Baker had a good rookie year, bad second year. He could easily rebound. Kyler, rookie year, not going to. Jury's still out. Jared Goff, he's all right. I feel like he kind of is who he is at this point. He's okay. He's not elite. He's not elite. Jameis starter. Jameis Winston. I mean, we know Jameis Winston. Most entertaining quarterback in all of it. If Joe Burrow turns into Jameis Winston, I'm fine with it. <laughs> Andrew Luck, retired. Even though, who knows, he might come back, but. What he was good, but he probably battled injuries. Battled injury. If you're saying Eli's not a Hall of Famer, then that's Andrew complete Luck is opposite. Not a Hall of where Andrew Luck has just been really good for a short amount of time. Yeah, and I think he had, he's like one in five in the playoffs, and he played like 50 games because he was injured every year. 86 games, 53 and 33. We'll see. Continue. Four and four in the playoffs. Never- Continue your story. Um, that's a, that's just garbage teams. The Colts were good. Andrew Luck, he didn't play good in the playoffs either. His completion percentage of the playoffs, 56%. That's embarrassing. 12 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. He was on pace for a Hall of Famer. Cam Newton, all right, I'll give it Cam Newton. He's won an MVP. Sam Bradford, that didn't work out. You know his name. Uh, Matthew Stafford is just like Phillip Rivers, just Worse. mediocre. Like, he's not, they're not bad. He's not bad, but he's definitely not first overall. Marcus Russell, how'd that work out? <laughs> uh, Alex Smith, again, mediocre. Takes us to uh, the last Hall of Fame first overall pick, which is Eli Manning, 2004. <laughs> uh, Carson Palmer, David Carr, Michael Vick was amazing, but didn't really paint. I don't think – I think he's already been eligible for the Hall of Fame, didn't make it. Um, and then I guess Peyton was the last great one in 98. But, yeah, my, my story is pretty much that first overall quarterbacks usually aren't that successful. If you look at the best quarterbacks in the league, they're all pretty late. Not that late, but – Yeah, some are. Drew Brees, second round pick. First pick of the second round, I believe it was. Chargers drafted him and LaDainian Tomlinson in the same draft back-to-back picks. So you know what I'm hearing here? Some would say that's the greatest back-to-back picks ever. I would say so. What was it? LT and then Drew Brees. 
and we didn't win shit. Yeah, no, that's one of the best running backs of all time, and one of the best quarterbacks that's of all time. Two top five players of all time at their positions, at two key positions, back to back. It's not like a best offensive tackle of all time or something. Yeah, we didn't do shit. Running back. We just gave up on him. Fucking dumbasses. Know what I'm hearing here, Jay? <laughs> what? Joe Burrow isn't the quarterback to watch out for. It's Tua. Yeah. And the Miami Dolphins are going to be playing great with Tua. Or the Bengals do something stupid. Don't draft Joe Burrow first overall. And he goes to the Chargers. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping out for. <laughs> Dude, if, that, if we got the Chargers. Oh, my God. I would be a Charger fan again. I, I think you're going to abandon your Charger ship fandom when you guys don't draft a quarterback this year. <sighs> okay. I it, think Tua and Burrow go to the Dolphins and Bengals, and I think you're fucked. If we at least have a backup plan, like at least bring Phillip back for a year, just do something. But if we like roll out with Tyrod Taylor as our quarterback next year, I'm going to be so mad. Playoff quarterback. I'm going to be so mad, dude. Carried the Bills to a playoff a few years back. Oh, my People God. forget. I'm going to be so mad. Dude, that would be so embarrassing. <laughs> Speaking of Hall of Famers, MLB Hall of Famers have been announced. <clears throat> Class of 2020. Almost a unanimous pick. The highest percentage ever for a position player. Beat out Griffey. The captain, Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. Derek Jeter, first year on the ballot. Uh, one person didn't vote for him. I don't know why. To make a point, I guess. I guess. I don't get it either. Um, the other thing, first Colorado Rocky. Larry Walker, who I know has been getting a lot of talk with like the advanced analytics people about how his numbers are really good, and like yeah, he played in Colorado, but his numbers away from Colorado are still better than like some Hall of Famers and stuff. Like shit, dude, he hit three seventy nine one year. That's pretty remarkable. I think he had the same WAR as Derek Jeter in like five hundred less games or something absurd like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, Absolutely deserving. MVP, yeah, seven-time Gold Glover, three-time Silver Slugger, five-time All-Star, three-time batting title. Like, yeah, you give him the Hall of Fame. Last year of eligibility, and he got in, I think, with like a 75. No. Beat it by like 2%. 77 or something. Yeah. yeah. Like 76 point something. Um, Kurt Schilling was third with 70%. Almost made it. And besides that, I think it dropped off to Bonds and all them. Um, I got a lot to talk about with the Hall of Fame. I do, too, so let's, let's hear it. What do you got? What do you want to start with, Jeter? Let's start with Jeter. All right, Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter became so overrated at the end of his career that he is now underrated. He is the Bryce Harper of retired players. You tweeted it out. I favorited it. You did favorite it. Because I agree. I think he's still overrated slightly by some. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I don't think he's the greatest fucking player of all time. I, he's blah, blah, overrated blah. by Yankees yeah. fans. That, that's all it is, by Yankee fans. But everyone else acknowledges that he's an amazing player. And some... But Just, they underrate him. It's led to a lot of people being like, oh, well, he's blah, blah, blah. Um, I tweeted something. Let's see. Uh, only players in MLB history with 3,400 hits, 250 home runs, a 300 batting average. Hank Aaron, Stan Musial, and Derek Jeter. Uh, four players in MLB history have 100 postseason hits. Jeter has 200 exactly. Next on the list has 128. Granted, he played on a really good Yankees team, but still, he showed up in the playoffs because he hit 308 in the postseason. Uh, the only other player in MLB history... With at least 80 postseason hits that also hit 300 is Albert Pujols. Mm. So See if he ever gets there again. <laughs> <laughs> he might bring that batting average down if he does at this point in his career. <laughs> um, Derek Jeter is just, he was great, man. He was the face of the MLB. I, I think it's one of those weird cases where he maybe was never like the best guy. I mean, he never won an MVP, but he was a beacon of consistency. 
he was, you know, yeah, he got overrated. And would he, if he was unanimous, would I have been mad? Not at all. I think the issue with him is, for the longest time, everyone viewed him as the gold standard when it comes to shortstops and defense. Mm-hmm. Everyone viewed him, the fucking Jeter throw, it's iconic. Yeah. You know, and everyone viewed him as, you know, the top level, all the fucking gold glove awards that he has and everything. Five. And now we get the advanced stats and it comes out and he was fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't even... Alex Rodriguez should have been the shortstop for the New York Yankees. And there's no question to it. I'm an advocate of advanced stats, but they're tricky. Fielding ones are the trickiest for me to take serious. There's so many different ones that say so many different things, too. There's ones that say Mike Trout is a below-average fielder. Like, I don't think – I'm sorry. Like, maybe Mike Trout doesn't have a cannon arm, and maybe technically his, his, you know, his – jump off the bat is a tenth of a second slow or whatever but like is mike trout a below average center fielder like i don't think so like i don't either and that there's issue with the stats as far as the advanced stats and fielding i think there's still the eye test to go along with fielding but and so i think since jeter was held to such a high standard and then oh advanced stats he's actually terrible almost like whiplash like oh jeter was overrated and everyone just jumps to that completely ignoring the postseason success he had yeah and the leadership, the dude is the face of fucking baseball from yeah. 1998 to fucking 2010. Yeah. Literally the face of baseball, the fucking, you know, the captain. <laughs> yep. Like every single player, every single person on the planet respects the dude. And I think his, almost like his career and him, him just him by himself is more than his stats. What yeah. he did for baseball is more than yeah. what his numbers show. I mean, clean through the steroid era, which I also want to talk about that. But clean through the steroid era. I mean, he won, again, this is a team thing, um, five World Series. But he still, like I said, played a huge part in all those. Still, that, one, Yeah, one of the best players through all five of those World Series. It's actually funny. I'm looking at his uh, defensive metrics. In defensive war, he only had one positive season in his career every season was negative including his five gold glove seasons no he had three positive seasons but two of them were like his first three the third and fourth year of his career so i don't know i don't know what to make of advanced stats but yeah like you said it's just he all these advanced stats came out you know war too which again i think war is very valuable and i do think it's some people that just pretend it doesn't happen like pretend it isn't valuable is dumb (laughs) But I do think some it can be overvalued a little bit. So when people yeah. are like, oh, he only has a 72 war, you know, how is he a first ballot Hall of Famer? It's like, well, I mean, I don't you, know. You can't live and die by it, but it yeah. absolutely does point you in the right direction. Yeah. Um, And, you know, playing his position that he did all of his career, yeah, his defensive stats are bad. Maybe if he's a modern-day shortstop with the fucking shift and everything, a little better. Yeah, true. So you use advanced stats for people, you know, compare him to modern-day where a shortstop plays half of his fucking innings at second base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's a lot to look at. Um, I wish we could just look at fielding percentage. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... I, he absolutely deserved first ballot. No question about it. Unanimous. I wouldn't have been mad about it. I wouldn't have either. And this is... I wanted to get into the voting system thing. Because everyone's saying the one guy who didn't vote for him should be should get rid of his you know he shouldn't be allowed to vote everyone's saying that they should change it to where there isn't a 10 vote limit because that's probably why he didn't vote for him was oh jeter's gonna make it let me yeah. give bonds a vote when no one else is yeah what is your opinion on the 10 vote limit 
before I say that, I want to say, um, first of all, I saw a tweet that said um, Babe Ruth wasn't unanimous or Hank Aaron wasn't unanimous. It was a list of all these people that weren't unanimous, so isn't it silly for Jeter to be unanimous? Uh, my argument there is just because they fucked up before doesn't mean we should keep fucking up. Yeah, it's um, stupid. <laughs> anyways, the 10-vote limit, I mean, I it makes sense in actual. I guess it makes sense theoretically because like you can't let everyone in but i don't know if taking it away would necessarily even solve anything because i see people who only use like five of their votes like i don't know if this guy who didn't vote for jeter used all 10 but the argument of like okay so if jeter okay so i didn't vote for jeter because i wanted to vote for this other guy who isn't going to get enough love okay but this year's ballot was so weak yeah that it wasn't like there was 10 hall of fame candidate people like if he didn't use his vote for Jeter and he used all 10, he voted for fucking someone who doesn't. I saw one person voted for um, Brad Penny. <laughs> like, so, yeah, you might not be using, you know, like, either vote on Jeter, but if you, chances are you're using it if you're using all 10 on someone who you know isn't a Hall of Famer. He gave that, that vote point, to Sean Figgins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> at that point, you're just making a statement and you just don't want Jeter to be unanimous, I think, honestly. If it's like one of those cases where there is, you know a lot of borderline guys, then yeah, I could see that. Or if like the limit was only five, yeah, I could absolutely see that. But with 10, I mean, I feel like there's not 10 Hall of Fame caliber guys every year. So I don't think the limit really restricts anything. And that's kind of where I was at because everyone was saying they need to change the system if it's only 10. At the end of the day, he should have been unanimous. He wasn't. Oh, well, he's still first ballot Hall of Famer. It doesn't really matter. You don't get it. With those guys where it's that much outrage, it's because they're easily making it. It's not like there's any question to it. Yeah. It's not like someone's like, oh, he's a borderline player. He'll probably make it. Let me not vote for him. The borderline players are going to get the votes. It's the people who are unanimous who are going to get fucked over by it, which yeah. doesn't matter. But I think going back to even the Eli Manning thing, <laughs> 10 votes is fine. In order to be a Hall of Famer, it shouldn't be a, well, I guess he had a good career. Yeah. <laughs> it should be every single year people are added to the ballot or returned from the, the previous year. You should be one of the 10 best people on the ballot. Yeah. Any given year to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. If every single year there's 10 guys who are better than you constantly, you're not a Hall of Famer. Well, yeah, they have the rules where if you're under like 5%, you just get axed. Yeah. So, and they... if every single year there's 10 other guys that everyone else thinks are better than you, you should not be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's as simple as it is. The 10 vote system is fine because that it helps draw the line on what is a Hall of Famer and what isn't. Yeah. You should be the 10th best player or, you know, 10th, the first best player on the ballot on any given year. Yeah. If you're not, then you shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. The well, system isn't broken. And I don't think that it really fucking matters at the end of the day that he got 98% or 99%. I just think it's dumb. Well, 99.7. Yeah. Whatever I just, the fuck. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but I do think it's just stupid pettiness out of that one voter it absolutely is and that's where the problem is it's just like pick better people to vote <laughs> yeah pick people who aren't gonna make stupid petty uh, <laughs> there's no reason for him to do that well same thing with griffey griffey should there's so many guys that should be unanimous and every year there's a reason why they weren't but if you didn't vote for jeter and you've just voted for the next 10 in terms of percentage wise that means you would have voted for manny ramirez instead of Derek jeter like manny got 28 percent like i mean Sure, your one vote helped him go from twenty eight percent to twenty from twenty seven to twenty eight percent. Like, did that really matter? I don't know. It doesn't, and especially <laughs> this year with who else was on the ballot. There's no reason you should have voted for ten other guys besides Jeter. There's no fucking reason. 
Who's new on the ballot next year? Who's first year ballot? Skip Shoemaker. That's a good one. He's going to make it. Do you think? No. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. There is like no good first ballot Hall of Famers. No one's going to be first ballot next year? Uh, the the only one that – I don't even think he ha- – I don't think he will. But Re- the best is uh, Aramis. Okay, so this is just – this is an order of their Hall of Fame metric. This is a Hall of Fame monitor. It's a stat by baseball reference. This attempts to like measure it. how likely a player is to be elected. It is a rough scale with over 100 – over 100 is likely, under 100 is less likely. So under 100, you're not likely to make the Hall of Fame. The uh, Aramis Ramirez. It's the top guy? For the first ballot, and he's 85. It goes Aramis <laughs> Ramirez, Tim Hudson, the one I said, Torrey Hunter, which he'll get love because his name, I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Um, he's a very good player. but One of the best defenders of all time. He's a very good player, but I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Mark Burley, <laughs> Barry Zito, Rafael Soriano, Troy Hawkins. Yeah, there's... That's that is. Could we see Bonds get in next year? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe one year Tory Hunter could get in, but definitely not on his first ballot. That leads me to Bonds. Uh, he got sixty percent of his vote. Um, that sets up perfectly next year for him to make get it in, if people vote for him. That's why he's been growing. People are like opening up to the idea of him going in, and that's a garbage fucking new addition. From Bonds? all the players, all, all the players coming, like first oh, yeah. ballotters. That's yeah. terrible. I was thinking about it, and like Barry Bonds never actually got suspended for steroids. Like, obviously, I think it's pretty, he did it, but. And MLB didn't even test for steroids until 2003, I learned. So let's say we find out that Barry Bonds did steroids up until 2003 when they started testing it and then stopped doing them. Like, are we. Why is he getting punished for doing something that technically wasn't elite? Like they, okay, so they banned steroids in like '91, but they didn't test for them until 2003. So I, I don't know. That's bullshit in my eyes. Like you banned them just to make save face. <laughs> yeah. but How are you going to ban them and not actually see if anyone's doing it? I mean, I, that's like, like you're not allowed to speed. But if you're speeding, I'm not going to check how fast <laughs> you're going. Let's say it turns out that Mike Trout is fucking addicted to opioids. I hope not, oh, especially Jesus. with the. Something that just got banned, or not addicted. Something, CBD, I don't know, something. Well, that's that got unbanned. <laughs> Let's say Trout is taking something now that isn't banned, has this great career. It gets banned in two years. He stops taking them. We all know he took them before it got banned. Would that take his consideration out by the time the Hall of Fame was around? I mean, steroids is obviously different because it makes you stronger. But, well, it doesn't make you stronger. It makes it easier to build muscle. But Not only that, you only test for it. At 2003 is when they first started testing yeah. for it. How many people in the Hall of Fame right now are in the Hall of Fame because they took steroids? And no one knows. How many fucking dudes in the 70s, 80s, 90s? Yeah. Only reason they're there is because they took steroids. Very well, yeah. I don't know, like, the science when steroids became, you know what I mean? Yeah. But Bonds won, I mean, granted, he did win a lot before 2003, but still, like, again, it was all before 2003. Like, And he was... The best player in the history of baseball at the plate. Yeah. Just insane. It's not even close. Insane. Um, I honestly wouldn't mind if he got in, uh, personally. I've shifted on that. I used to be a hardcore anti-Bonds getting into the Hall of Fame, but I, I don't know, man. I think I just think it's so hypocritical of baseball because they absolutely knew what was going on in the 90s, and they just let people do it and because they wanted to grow the game, and now they're just going to punish them for it. Like, 
okay, so are we going to punish Trout in 20 years because we find out that the baseballs are juiced now and his hitting stats aren't actually true to form because the baseballs are different? Like, I don't yeah, – there's, there's no way you can use him to make money and let him be good for all those years and then say, well, it didn't actually count though. Yeah, like, I mean, and it's it's interesting with, like, someone like A-Rod. I mean, A-Rod kind of came after all that, so I could see it being tougher for, like, A-Rod just because he was kind of – he took steroids, like, after the steroid era. But, but not only even, that, he got caught multiple times. Yeah, so – and so he I, got suspended. Bonds never got suspended. Yeah, if you never suspend the guy, how are you going to say – He's not a Hall of Famer because it's just of it. speculation, which he probably did take steroids. I mean, Realistically, yeah. I think he was tied in that like report that busted um, A-Rod. I think his name was like tied in it, but I don't know. It, it, that's crazy to me. Along with that, Pete Rose needs to be in there too. Pete Rose, um, I don't think he gets in until he dies just because, again, MLB is stubborn and stupid. Well, it's not. I might work for him one day, hopefully. That's the that's the <laughs> dream. But I just think it's one of those things where they don't want to give him the freaking benefit. They are, they're going to hold strong until he dies, and then they'll posthumously put him in, which is a shame, but I think that's what they're going to do. It's absurd to me that literally, one again, one of the best hitters of all time, he gambled on some games, didn't throw any games, just gambled on some. Well, yeah, and he only bet on his own team. Yeah, like That's th- why he didn't throw them. He bet that his team would win. I looked it up because I saw people talking about it. I'm like, has it been proven that he's only bet on his own team? And, like, they found new evidence, like, two years ago of all his betting logs, like, stuff he didn't want them to see, and there was nothing in there that showed he bet against his team. Yeah. The only thing was he wouldn't bet on his team on nights he knew that weren't good, but he never bet against them. That's fine. That still it doesn't affect him throwing a game. Yeah. Because the issue with that is if I bet against my team, I'm going to make sure my team loses. Yeah. If you bet for your team, I'm going to make sure my team wins. Okay, everyone wants to make sure their team wins. <laughs> yeah. You have no effect on that. Yeah. And it, it's and completely – it's stubborn, and it's just – MLB is so fucking well, corrupt it, and stupid. If Pete Rose went to a vote, he gets in first ballot, I think, without a doubt. I think the voters vote him in. Yeah, I'd assume so. Um, another person who I want to talk about, Kurt Schilling, three-time World Series, uh, World Series MVP, NLCS MVP, All-Star. He was like 70%, 5% shy. Um, resume wise, I mean, he's pretty good. He's, I mean, how many strikeouts is he? He has 3000 strikeouts, 216 wins. Didn't win a Cy Young was, but just one of those like consistent guys was great all along. I think he probably has the numbers to get in. And I think he hasn't got in because he says stupid things and <laughs> people don't like his political stance, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, yeah. Kurt Schilling has said some really, really, uh, brash, you know, polarizing things. We'll just you either agree with it or fucking hate it. Comparing, you know, comparing Muslims to Nazis and everything. Like, that's... I'm sorry if you agree with that. I just think you're dumb. Um, <laughs> there's a difference between political beliefs and just hatred. And I think that's just hatred. But that being said, yeah. is he has every right to believe that. And just because I disagree with him doesn't mean he wasn't a fucking awesome baseball player. And I would never vote against him just because of that. And I think any writer that doesn't vote for Kurt Schilling because of political reasons you're doing a disservice to your vote and sir, you should step down, sir. (laughs) I agree with that. But also with that being said, I just made the argument that since Jeter was such a good player, it overcomes his stats. And since Jeter, Jeter's aura basically, but Schilling stuff came like after his career, at least the the stuff I've seen, you know what I mean? Should it be a stand up guy who doesn't spew hatred type shit? Is that someone you want represented in the hall of fame? 
Or yes. should it not be? Con- should it completely be ignored? It's baseball. I mean, he didn't. If he like commits a crime or something, but this is just like stupid opinions. You know, what I mean? I stupid political opinions. Well, th- like I said, this one's not even political, but this one's just stupid opinions. And you know how many players probably think that, and they just don't say it. You know what I mean? Like, I agree with you. I'm just saying. How many players in the 70s and 80s? Would have said that oh, absolutely if social media was around. I mean, shit. There's people in the Hall of Fame that probably said terrible, terrible things to Jackie Robinson and threw out his head and everything. But we're just gonna turn an eye to that. But like, Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree, and I also think he probably gets it next year. Probably, yeah. That class is terrible. It's very bad. <laughs> Incredibly bad. <laughs> you know, it's gonna be interesting when David Ortiz is up for vote. I think with He's Edgar getting it. in, I think yeah, with Edgar getting in last year. As a DH, I think the DH stigma is gone, hopefully. Um, it should be. I, I mean, it really should. Again, why are you going to make something in baseball and then punish someone for being that? Yeah. Like, it's so stupid, dude. I swear. Like, it, that's his position. He played that position, and he was probably the best to ever play that position. Yeah. He's – and even that's kind of like the Jeter thing, too. Like, the name's bigger than the stats. Yeah. It's fucking Big Poppy. I love it when you call me Big Poppy. Um, besides that, I don't really know. Todd Helton says has good hall of fame monitor, I guess, but that's hope maybe Larry Walker getting in will help Todd Helton. He has good career numbers. He was like one of those. He was never the best guy. Manny Ramirez being so getting so low votes. That's interesting. That's steroids. Yeah. Again, he got busted. He served it. Yeah. Uh, Roger Clemens. That's another steroids thing. So it's pretty much just steroids. So next year is going to be the real test to see how stubborn these writers are. And we'll see guys who don't vote for anyone. Yeah. Or vote for freaking LaTroy Hawkins or Nick Swisher <laughs> or Aaron Harang. CJ Wilson, your man. Oh, he's up. Shane Victorino, flying Hawaiian. One World Series. <laughs> he's not going to make a Hall of Fame. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, it's good Jeter got in. I'm fine with only two getting in, but if next year they continue being uh, stingy, then that's stupid. I agree. Speaking of being stingy. Uh, the Rockies might be saying you not trade Nolan Arenado, even though he desperately seems like he wants to be traded. There's some beef going on. Yeah, because they're being stingy and they're not surrounding him with pieces. At least that's what it seems like. I think he said he felt disrespected or some shit yeah. by the organization. Yeah. There's a, there's some there's some heat up in those Rocky Rocky Mountains. If you're Arenado's teammate and he comes out and says that he feels disrespected because the team's not adding enough to make a playoff run, how do you feel? Like, what the fuck, bro? I'm not enough. <laughs> He's definitely sitting by himself in the locker room. <laughs> like, Charlie Blackman's just like, really, dude? Like, um, Charlie Blackman's weird. He probably doesn't even fucking read social media. He's just driving around in his 90s fucking Jeep Cherokee. Arenado, though, it's interesting because if you look at his home road splits, career-wise, it's pretty stark. Um, He's a lot better at Coors Field than he is away from Coors Field. So is everyone else. Yeah, but it's like away from Coors Field in his career is only like a 260 hitter. With the Hall of Fame voting and people talking about um, fucking what's his name? Larry Walker? Yes. People made good points. I think it was uh, Mr. Ken Rosenthal was saying, yeah, his stats are better at home because he's up in the Rockies. People completely ignore the fact that he plays half of his games on the road when his body is acclimated to the Rocky air. Yeah. Yeah. So... Kind of got to, it takes toll on your body. And again, it's another stupid thing where like MLB put a team here. Why are we punishing these guys? Like they didn't. Okay. If he re-signed with the team, obviously he made that choice. But like if the Rockies draft him, he didn't make that decision. Like, why are you going to punish him for that? 
So stupid. Oh, and, my God. Even if he fucking signs with the team and decides to be there. That's where the stadium is. That's where he's paid to play. Yeah. Those are the numbers he put up playing there. You never hear anyone like, oh, well, Yankee Stadium, short right field wall. We can't let that guy in. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's stupid. <laughs> Anyways, uh, last year, Arenado wasn't as bad on the road. A hit 277, 866 OPS with 20 home runs in you know 292 at bats. So I saw some people like because Dodger fans want Arenado because he's L.A. and everything. And um, I saw some Dodger fans were like, "Oh, he's terrible on the road," and listed his career splits. And I was like, "Well, last year he actually wasn't that bad." And if he's a 280 hitter and he hits 35 home runs, 100 RBIs, and platinum glove defense, like he's still the best third baseman in baseball. So yeah, and yeah, people are completely ignoring the fact that <laughs> he is the best third baseman, possibly the best defender in all of baseball. Yeah, he's six-time Gold Glover, two-time <laughs> platinum glove, like. A two eight again, two eighty, thirty five home runs, hundred RBIs, platinum defense. Like, come on now, <laughs> are you gonna complain about that? And I, that's kind of similar. Where you know me, I don't like the uh, dome narrative for Drew Brees. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, he's better at home than he is on the road. I do give a you dome. shit for that, even though I'm pretty much saying the exact, exact opposite, opposite right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just like people, on your nerves. People play worse on the road, no matter what. You're gonna play better when you're in the clubhouse you're accustomed to. When you're at home, when you're somewhere you're accustomed to, and you play half your fucking games, especially, you're gonna feel uh, more comfortable and play better. Especially if you got buzzers. Yeah, that too, that helps. <laughs> that absolutely helps. You got buzzers and trash cans. <laughs> you're going somewhere. Um, but I'm, they're gonna be worse on the road. So of course, yeah. most players' home road splits are somewhat similar to that. Maybe not as extreme. Yeah. Most players play worse on the road. Let well, yeah, you're in a hotel, season. you're yeah. traveling, you got jet lag, like, yeah. It plays a role, 100%. So, yes, but I guarantee if he settles down somewhere, he plays in fucking, I, I don't know, you know, St. Louis, middle of the fucking country, yeah. he's going to still be an all-star and still be top three third baseman in all baseball. Well, yeah, and again, like I said. Anthony Rendon's probably going to have a really good season this year, so it <laughs> might, you know, be an issue, but <laughs> top three. Oh, my gosh. Um, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, people, yeah, the whole road thing, people being worse on the road. Like, people don't realize how much work and, like, again. Taking a plane, getting in at fucking yeah. 3 in the morning sometimes and then waking up and going to the fucking ballpark first thing. Like, I don't feel bad for them because they make millions of dollars. I feel bad for the minor leaguers that don't get paid shit. Oh, uh, for sure. Major leaguers I don't really feel bad for. Like, you make millions of dollars, you'll be fine. But it is a lot of work. That being said, it, it is a lot of work, and people don't realize that. Like, I remember a Dodger game, not 2019, but 2018, when we threw Kike on the mound. It was, like, the 15th inning. They had a, a noon game the next morning. It was, like, 2 in the morning Philadelphia time, and we pretty much gave the game away. Like, we threw Kike on the mound. He let up a home run. We lost, and Dodger fans were pissed. Like, Dave Robertson don't want this game. Like, <laughs> honestly, they probably were more... They probably were happier with a loss in the 13th inning than winning in the 18th inning because oh, they yeah. got to wake up. Because it was one of those games where they play, they were playing Philly at noon and then were back home and didn't have a day off. So they were pretty yeah. much – it was a getaway day. Like You're fucked. Yeah, like they're going to – and the game's at noon. They're getting there at 9, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at the absolute latest because it was a late game maybe. But they're often there, you know, five hours before the game. It's a full like, day. It's – I was like, come on, guys. People don't realize that. But Arenado, I would love to see him in Dodger Blue, but I don't think that will happen. The Rockies would be stupid to trade him to the Dodgers. Yes, they would, and I would hate to see it. It's not going to happen, and when he gets traded somewhere else, Dodger fans are going to be pissed. But it's like, dude, why would they trade him to the Dodgers? Like division rival. Like you're not going to fucking have the guy on the other side of the field playing you fucking so many times. If like, the Rockies, if we give them the best offer, and the Rockies just take it because they want the best offer, hey, I'm all for it. Maybe I'll trade Jeter Downs. 
Usai Gray, the guys we got from the Puig trade. <laughs> few few top hundred guys. You see, Dodgers have a the second most top one hundred prospects in baseball. Do they really? According to Baseball America, yes. Oh shit. That's sustained success right there, Ty. So we're gonna be on top of the league. Twenty more years. <laughs> I only prospect that matters is Joe Adele being an all star this year. <laughs> only all stars. Only one. Un- unintentional great segue by Tyler. Thank you. NBA All-Stars have been announced. You don't know if it was unintentional. (laughs) NBA All-Stars have been announced, Tyler. We're going to see how well-versed you are with your NBA knowledge. Mm. I'll tell you what. Starting All-Stars. I don't know if I've clarified that. I got one conference down. Okay. The other conference, I don't know shit. (laughs) Well, I can fill you in. Okay. I am a somewhat serious NBA follower. I watched the game last night talk about later i saw the highlights um could not watch it live i was in class um okay so west which now they do the drafting thing so lebron and Giannis are both going to draft their teams of starters and then reserves so it's not going to be like this but the starters from the west got lebron james captain 16 time all-star that's incredible that is incredible uh his teammate anthony davis making the starting nod absolutely deserves it another la Kawhi lenard la dominating james harden Who's just ridiculous numbers, but James Harden. Shoots something to be said about him. And then uh, Luka Doncic, who's having a really, really good year. Second year in the league. He wasn't an all-star last year? No. That's crazy. Probably should have been, but he wasn't. That's crazy. But yeah, Luka, first time being an all-star. He looks phenomenal. Um, Eastern Conference all-stars. Here's where it gets a little shaky. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I know him. We got uh, another person you probably know, Joel Embiid. Yep. Very good. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker, I've heard of. Did not realize he was that good, though. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, he was just like a middle of the road He started last good. year. Did he? Yeah. Okay. Kemba Walker. I loved Kemba Walker when he played college because I don't know how much you fall, you like know about him in college. Zero. They went on like a miracle run and won the national title. What team did he play for? Connecticut. Nope. They were ranked. They were like the 10 seed or something. Maybe not that low, but they were like not supposed to win it and they won it. Now March Madness. And um, Trey Young. Who is an interesting one for me. Again, knew his name, had no clue he was that good. I thought he was like a Lonzo Ball level player. <laughs> He's, yeah. Um, the West, I think it was so obvious. Every I've list, I listened to actually two. You skipped one. Oh, Pascal Siakam. Who the fuck is that? He's on the Raptors. I, I'll talk about him in a sec. Okay. Uh, the, the West, I listened to two different all-star podcasts. It was a Bill Simmons one. And then, uh, what was the other one? Maybe it was just one. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you just listened Maybe, to it twice. I think I did. I think that's what happened. <laughs> um, well, like, stopped it and then kept going. Um, that's what they said it was. Okay, so there was three of them, like three people. They all three had this exact starting lineup. Like, it was pretty obvious who was going to start. Um, James Harden, I will say, he deserves it. Don't get me wrong. He's averaging like 37 points a night or something. He's like this generation's Kobe to me. I saw that tweet. I was kind of, I was hoping, dude. I was like... I was that was me casting the bait and wanting to get in a debate. I've missed it. I haven't gotten in a debate in a while. Please explain. It's the skill sets are different. Um, Kobe's a much better defender, um, but James Harden is a much better facilitator. So I think that kind of evens out. They're both really big scorers. They both are the just center of the offense, minus the rings. Obviously, Kobe has the rings. Harden doesn't have the rings, but they're both the center of the offense in terms of like usage rate and everything. 
Harden has like better advanced stats. There's like per, uh, PER, which is like supposed to measure. It's like war of basketball. Mm-hmm. He has like, but it's not for a career. I don't think, I don't know, but he has like the second or third highest PER season of all time. Um, just in terms of scoring output and being like the, the shot hogger, James Harden obviously makes that comparison to Kobe. And I think he's one of those guys where his fan base overrates the hell out of him because his numbers are very, very impressive. And, but they're not really winning that many. Like they're not, I think they're winning games, but they're not like an elite team this year. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it doesn't seem like people like playing with him because he just fucking does everything. Like, and he's a great player, but I think it's, I just, I like that comparison. And I think he's going to be, he's not the, I don't think anyone considers him the most talented player in the league. Like no one, like, you know, cause Giannis won the MVP last year. He's probably going to win it again this year. People still think LeBron's all around better. That's kind of how Kobe always was. Like he never really had a run where he was the best guy. Like he had like, maybe three years where he was, but the Lakers sucked. And then LeBron came and then, you know, LeBron kind of got all the media love. So that's just kind of how I see it. Jason. Yeah. How much money does Kobe Bryant owe you? Owe me? Owe you. Cause he's been living rent free in your head for quite some time. <laughs> I love the Kobe people. <laughs> you love shitting on Kobe. You, we were just talking about Derek Jeter. is So overrated. He became underrated. You underrate the fuck out of Kobe. Because, okay, it's because I I hear it from Laker fans all the time, dude. And it's just like, they overrate him so much that I probably do underrate him. You're right. I probably do. <laughs> but I'm just sick and tired of it. I, I, get, I mean, yes, James Harden is good, and he's a great scorer. But again, Kobe Bryant is a fucking, he's a winner. And I think that absolutely can be pushed on a basketball player as opposed to a football or baseball player. I think, well... My counterpoint, and I don't want to get in this big debate, but my counterpoint was if James Harden had prime Shaq, would uh, he have won three rings in a row? Probably. Maybe. And then the set, rings four and five, that's all Kobe. James Harden could still do that. But James Harden has also had elite talent around him. And uh, Chris, he had an old Chris Paul. <laughs> Chris and Paul's an older fine. Dwight Howard. But, hey man, people forget he played on a dominant OKC team. Before they were dominant. Well, yeah, they were just young. Imagine if that team stayed together. James Harden probably would have five rings. Yes, he would. I don't know if it would have worked just because there's only one basketball, but it would have been fucking fun to watch. But still, he's had good pieces around him before. It's not like he's playing with garbage fucking teams. And yeah, prime Shaq is prime Shaq, but he's had players who play more towards today's NBA shooting threes. Yeah, but... Who are still elite in that area. I don't think so. Chris Paul is not that good. He wasn't on the Rockets. I think it's just a play style thing. They need to surround him with shooters, and I don't even know what they need to surround him with because he's such a ball hog. I just, yeah, I guess somewhat the stats say they're similar. James Harden is not on the level Kobe Bryant is. But why? Just because the rings? Because the rings? Because of the the fucking, the stats got to be better for Kobe. I don't care. James Harden plays in a three-point shooting league now where, yeah, he's going to throw up a bunch of fucking threes. Yeah, Kobe did it. Kobe Bryant was the better. Compared to his competition, Kobe Bryant was better than James <laughs> Harden is today. I don't know. James Harden's averaging 36.6 points, dude. That's incredible. That's I, good. I don't and his facilitating is better than Kobe's. And his rebounding's okay. His defense is better. And bad. again, Kobe Bryant absolutely was the guy in the NBA for quite some time. I don't think so. I disagree with that heavily. Rookie LeBron came in. Like 2004. LeBron's been around forever. And he was good. And people gave LeBron love, but it still took some time to transition I don't know. to it being LeBron. It wasn't just 
Kobe won one MVP. I think that does enough speaking. Again, just because he wasn't the best MVP, I think you're you have a SoCal bias tie. I, I disagree with that. It's fucking Kobe Bryant. <laughs> exactly. See, <laughs> he just, his best years statistically came when the Lakers were like the worst. That's fine. He, I don't, I just don't. I think Kobe fans want to say he's like the second great, greatest of all time, but I don't think the league was ever actually his. I really don't. I think he was 1A maybe, but I don't think he was ever LeBron in the 2010s or Jordan in the 90s. I think he was just like this bridge gap guy. You know what, Jason? You like saying things to hurt people and talking shit about Kobe? Here's something that's going to hurt you. Go for it, Ty. I'm not trying to hurt people. I'm just giving my opinion. That's fine, but this is probably going to make you a little upset. Mookie Betts uh, appears to be heading to the Padres. Is that actually happening? I saw the speculation. Uh, Looks like there's a good chance of it. It is not confirmed yet. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I saw that, though. That pretty little right fielder you wanted is now in your division, playing with Manny Machado and a young, dominant team. That'd be scary. Tommy Pham, Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado, Mookie Betts. Oh, for a second, I thought you were reading the trade. Like, they traded Pham and Tatis. I was like, what? That's stupid. No, no, no. (laughs) For one year of Betts? I'm saying that's going to be the lineup. (laughs) That's scary. Yeah, but they're the Padres. They'll fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably will. Um, and then the East, uh, Giannis is a beast. Um, yes, he is. Kemba Walker is pretty good. Apparently. Uh, Joel Embiid. Um, I was surprised he made it. Just because I think he's like missed a decent amount of games or he's out right now. Um, that could be a name thing too, though. Well, yeah, because he plays in a, you know Philadelphia, which is a very large market team. He uh well they cha- they do it now in the NBA where it's like so there's fan vote there's media vote and then there's uh player vote and each one's weighted differently based on where you rank even with that if he's missed some time or whatever he's still Joel Embiid who's extremely respected and dominant at his position yeah. um so I think I don't remember people were saying someone else should have made it over him to start I don't remember who I'm fine with it Joel Embiid when he's on he's like one of the best in the league Pascal Siakam I was surprised is starting but he's pretty damn good he's like taking over the rates. For Kawhi, he's taking a huge step, averaging twenty three point five and seven point seven a game, shooting forty five percent from the field. He's just he's a good good big man. He's he's good man. He's grown quick. He went from scoring four points a game rookie year, seven points a game, sixteen points a game, twenty three points a game. What's he? Is he a power forward? Seven? Yeah, he's a power forward. He's like a stretch four. I don't even think he, you know. Yeah, he's stretching it more. This well, everyone's fucking stretching it now. <laughs> and then Trey Young, who has really good numbers. But plays on a fucking garbage Atlanta Hawks team. Yes. And that's why. I, I mean, that. he was the, uh, I think he's, he's an all-star. People saying, because like, this is like a porch Bill Simmons is on, is that he shouldn't be an all-star or whatever. But he should be an all-star. I was surprised he was a starter. I don't know who you would pick over him. That's why I'm kind of fine with it. Um, maybe Jimmy Butler. But I don't know if you consider Jimmy Butler a guard. But, yeah, Trey Young. He's averaging 29 points and eight assists a game but his team has like nine wins <laughs> so that is uh and his clutch stats are terrible no i'm not gonna say but trey young is a uh definitely the same as harden and kobe where his fans overrate him just not trey young level. fans yeah love trey young which he's he's fine i mean you play on a garbage team just give him the keys to the car and let him shoot i have no problem with that anyone that's like 
the Hawks are dumb for doing that. Like, dude, they're going to lose games anyways. Like, yeah. let them let them progress. Let them learn. Like, who cares? But yeah, because he's still young. Let him fucking fall into yeah. that leader role where he's the fucking go to guy. But he does have like a lot of a lot of the games are garbage time. That's fine. And, and the, hey, maybe he has bad clutch stats. Keep giving him the ball. Those clutch stats are going to get better. <laughs> well, yeah. One guy was like, well, he has 30. He's averaging nearly the same in the wins as losses. I'm like, well, yeah, he only won like nine games. I'm sure most of the games are the same. <laughs> most of your games you lose by freaking 10 plus. It was something where like it's like the clutch clutch time in the game, which is the last five minutes within five points. His like field goal percentage and three-point percentage both dropped by like 8% or something, which is pretty significant. Shit. But, I don't know. He's an all-star. He should be. Maybe Jimmy Butler should be ahead of him, but I'm fine with it. And then they still haven't announced the reserves, reserves, right? right. Yeah. So it's just the starters. It's probably going to be, I guess, uh, this one guy. Not this one guy, but DeMontis Sabonis on the Pacers. He was part of the Paul George trade. I guess he's having a phenomenal year. He's 17-9 and 12.9 rebounds. Pretty decent. That's pretty good. Big Um, man getting the boards. Yeah, and I don't really know. Ben Simmons will probably make it, and Jimmy Butler will make it, and Kyrie will probably make it because he was like third in the van fan vote. There was a chart; someone tweeted a chart. He was like Kyrie was like third in fan vote, but like eleventh in media vote. Like, really? He just hates Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because he's just he's kind of weird. I think he took. I read. I heard something. He took like three days off, just because. Just big chilling. Well, he had a quote. Yeah. What? I don't even know what it was. I was very disappointed. Um, I I tuned into the Lake or the Clippers game yesterday, before the Pelicans game, mm-hmm. and none of their good players were playing. Yeah, that's another thing. Um, like I understand if you rotate and one of them sits, but everyone that was good was sitting. I have a. There's a guy who. Well, he actually he still writes for LA Sports Hub, I guess, but he's joined another Clipper ball blog because they have more Clipper fans that follow him. Um. Really smart guy. He's written some good articles, like really informed, really educated. But it's like Clipper fans, the argument is we're this good and our guys haven't even been playing together that much. And my counterpoint is, yeah, they haven't been playing together that much. Doesn't that scare you a little bit in the playoffs in terms of like figuring out roles and everything? Like I think they are they have enough talent to still make the conference finals. But if it comes down to a Lakers team who's played 100 games together and, a, and you know, Kawhi and Paul George who have played 40 games together, like, that definitely can have an impact. Doesn't mean it will, but it can. When it comes down to the end, talent isn't what's going to win. Yeah. Uh, it's team chemistry and how you play as a team. Yeah. It, you're splitting hairs at that point. It, when you get down to the final four, they're probably all going to be pretty similar in talent, pretty yeah. similar in ability. It's how you use it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I absolutely would be scared if I was a Clippers fan. Or it could go the other way and they could be fresh and the Lakers could be on fucking sore legs. So yeah. it really could go either way. But Clipper fans definitely do paint it as uh, only positive. Which I think is no, not good. No. What can definitely be an issue. Especially in basketball. Chemistry's big. Yeah, it is. I mean, especially when you have someone like Paul George who doesn't show up in the playoffs usually. Hmm. <laughs> Damn. Deemed himself. Yeah, but then you also have someone who just carried a Toronto team <laughs> yeah. to the fucking finals. But yeah, you have Kawhi, so it works out. Um <laughs> and they're a little small. I they don't they're one center. They have Zubak and then they don't really have another center. They have Harklet or not Harkless, uh Harrell. Who's good? be real fun to have a double la conference final it's gonna happen dude there's no way it doesn't happen unless someone gets hurt it there's no way it doesn't happen real fun tyler i don't think you can bet on like western conference matchup but i would put my entire bank account on lakers clippers <laughs> i really would there's I mean, no the way fucking star power there of two dominant teams with great benches behind them 
Yeah, no one in the West is beating them in a in a seven game series. No one in the West. That's gonna be Staples Center is gonna be fucking popping. Because that's a seven game series, all played at fucking Staples oh, it's Center. It's all gonna be Laker fans. I mean, let's be honest. Oh yeah, but that, I'm just <laughs> saying a seven game series. You know, if it goes to seven, yeah, of just seven straight playoff games at, at the fucking Staples, Staples Center, Center. Yeah, LA is gonna be popping. That'll be fun, man. That'll be terrible traffic. That's all I can think about. <laughs> the 10 right there, ooh, is going to be fucked. <laughs> and then the Bucks are just going to steamroll their way probably to the finals because they're so fucking good. <laughs> they have, like, the best point differential, like, ever so really? far this year. Yeah, 39-6. They're just blowing people out. Um, I, I forgot something, Jay. What's that? We said the Clippers and the Lakers are going to just walk their way to the Western Conference final. Yeah. There's a team from the East that's technically from the West <laughs> who just got one hell of a star player on the court last night. Our fucking Pellies, bro. Our motherfucking Pellies, who still lost the game, but <laughs> not going to talk about that. Bro, Zion, he had what, like 17 straight points it was? He fucking, he, he checked, I don't know, he went the fuck off. He had four three-pointers, which is more than he's ever had in a game at Duke. Yeah. And more than uh, Ben Simmons has in his career. <laughs> bro, yeah. He, he was... just, he looked terrible for most of the game. <laughs> And, like, he'd get into a rhythm, and then they'd pull him off the court because yeah. they're playing, you know, managing his time on the yeah, court. Yeah, ca- playing cautiously. And then he just fucking snapped in the fourth quarter. And, like, I wasn't really paying attention because he wasn't playing much. Yeah. But it was still on the TV. And I look up right as he goes the fuck off in the fourth quarter. <laughs> and it was so entertaining. Zion's not even my favorite Pelican, all right? But I'm glad to see him back. I mean, but yeah, it's an exciting team. When everyone's healthy, they're in a very exciting team, especially with Brandon Ingram. And they're a lot better with Zion on the court, hands down. I mean, he looked like a guy who was playing his first NBA game. He had a couple of fucking stupid turnovers <laughs> where he was just dribbling and, like, didn't know what move he wanted to do, so he just threw the ball at the defender. Some <laughs> shit I do and pick up basketball. <laughs> but his fucking first points was him getting an offensive board and then fucking bodying everyone up and putting it up. Yeah. That's so Zion valuable. So valuable. We got to go to the Pelicans Clippers game. I really want to. Hey, it's on a Saturday, March 14th. And I can't wait for these two years of Zion's prime before he's a bust. <laughs> oh my God. It's going to be so You're much still fun. Squat on that. <laughs> so much fun. I was feeling it, dude. When he had the real shitty first three quarters, I was like, oh, this man's a bust. <laughs> oh my God. This after, man's three, a bust. after three quarters, you're ridiculous. <laughs> I was feeling it. And then he went the fuck off. And that's the fun thing about thinking the star player on my team is a bust. I'm happy either way. <laughs> I'm happy either way. This is a win-win situation. Dude, if we do go to that game, do we wear paper bags over our head? No. Because we're so bad. We buy jerseys. Why are these cheap tickets so cheap? Oh, because they're like behind the basket, so it's hard to see. I've never been to a basketball game. Me either. And I can't fun. wait. There's I've never had a basketball team. There's a nosebleeds row one. I don't even I don't know where it's good to sit. That's a pretty decent view. Take our girlfriends. Do you think they want to go to a basketball game? Yeah. <laughs> I think they'd be. <laughs> I, I think any, I, I stand by this. Any professional sporting event is going to be fun. Yeah. Hockey, soccer, football. Well, I've heard hockey's electric. I want to go to a soccer game bad. I'm going to make it a point. New Year's resolution. I'm going to a soccer game this year. Okay. It probably might just be, it's probably going to be a galaxy game, but I will go to a soccer game this year and I'm going to get hyped. I don't, I'm not going to root for anyone. I'm just going to root every single goal. I love it. Bring Gives you more reasons. You might cheer twice instead of once. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to bring something up, Ty, before we send these beautiful listeners. Oh, you know, it was a different sport, but I don't remember what I was going to say. Said hockey was electric. 
No, it was like way back when you first mentioned the Pelicans. Um, the XFL didn't sign PFT. Yeah. That's sports news. That was a very big surprise. He looked good with the goggles on. <laughs> I don't remember what I was going to say, Ty. I think that's the end of the pod then, Jay. We got nothing else. So it's either this or I tell everyone how good of a friend they should be. Oh, man. it'll get. I'll get it after the podcast and we can talk about it next week. Until then, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.